1: And apparently some people believe in talking donkeys?
0: We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts.
1: Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction.
0: If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one.
1: Otherwise, jump in wherever you like.
0: Alright, let's go read the Bible.
1: Yeah, let's get to it.
0: Husband! Wife!
1: Do you know what today is and what the hell we're doing?
0: Well, today is uh, still Saturday technically, so... Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's Saturday. What are we doing?
1: Q and A Saturday that, is what we're doing just now. Just then. That's now.
0: right. That's right. Yes. Um, so what are we Q and Aing today?
1: We are going to talk a little bit more about some wailing women.
0: Okay. Women who wail. Sounds exciting. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into this.
1: Okie dokie. <music>
0: the plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
1: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads
0: and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right.
1: Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay, before we start talking about whaling women, I have two notes. Okay. Okay. The first note has nothing to do with this stuff.
0: Perfect. Okay. Yeah. No,
1: it's it's all over the place. Sure. Just sure. like me. Yeah. Okay. So there is a marginal note in the Masoretic text. Okay. That indicates that the middle letter of the Tanakh, which is the whole Hebrew Bible. Yeah. Resides within chapter six, verse seven of Jeremiah. The middle so letter. The middle letter. Oh, yes.
0: like okay.
1: Yeah, okay. like the very middle of...
0: You the, really like talking about the middle of whatever.
1: I, it, they come up. I'm, it's not that I like talking about it in particular.
0: I just, I just... Personally, I'm not... I don't really care. I'm like, okay, so we're halfway through again. <laughs> <but> this, <laughs> whatever. <laughs>
1: these... When they when they talk about, like, this is the middle of this and this is the middle of that. Yeah. Um. The reason that I particularly like it is that it gives me um, stepping stones and kind of like a guidepost as to this is how far we've come, which means that this is how far we have to go. So that appeals to me on a personal level. But the fact of the matter is I don't go looking for these signposts. These are things that were important to the Jews that recorded this in their books. Got it. So I'm, I'm bringing the information to you that was important to these people. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and yes, I am defending myself because like, (laughs) it's not just me though.
0: I got it. I got it.
1: Okay. So anyway, um, chapter six, verse seven of Jeremiah, just as a recap goes as a fountain wells up with water. So she wells up with her wickedness, violence and plundering are heard in her before me continually are grief and wounds.
0: And this is where the middle letter lays.
1: Yes, the very middle of the Tanakh. Got it. Okay. Yep. All right. Very middle. All
0: right. Okay? Yeah. So
1: that was one of my notes. Okay. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, my second note is about what we are not talking about today. Okay. Okay. Because we're talking about wailing women, what well, we're about to. Yeah. But um, something that kept coming up over and over again in my research was a wailing woman, which is something entirely different that we're not talking about, except that I am going to tell you what she is so that you don't get her confused with okay. what we are talking about. It's
0: also biblically related? No. No.
1: So there's a, a legend called the Wailing Woman. Okay. Um, She's typically a um, Mexican legend called La Llorona, and she's like... You know how there's, like, the story of the woman in white? Like, there's all these yeah. different ghost stories, right? Right. So she is a wailing woman, also referred to as a banshee, because she cries and wails, because um, in a fit of despair, she drowned her children. Okay. Because, like, her husband cheated on her or something. Got it. So it she went mad and drowned her children and killed herself, and now... For the rest of eternity, La Llorona is wailing, and she's referred to as the wailing woman. So we're not talking about her.
0: Got it. Okay. Yeah.
1: But I had to. I had to say that because she kept coming up, and I'm like, no, I'm not looking for La Llorona. God damn it. (laughs) Okay. So wailing women is what we're talking about today. Okay. All right. All right. So in the ancient Near East, there was a profession: the wailing woman. profession as we know that was passed down from woman to woman from neighbor woman to girlfriend okay okay like they they were all like doing this together got it yeah and it was a guild it was a mourner's guild and it Mm. was called the keening or weeping women as we know in the book of jeremiah right okay they were trained and paid to perform the public ritual of funerals so they were literally funeral directors and grief counselors. Okay. Okay, they like bore all these different titles. Sure. Okay. Um so let me tell you a little bit about grief as a communal activity.
0: Okay. Okay. As re- as, as as in ancient Jewish Yes. Time. In ancient
1: Jewish tradition. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So grieving was a communal activity and the wailing women led their communities in shared expressions of grief. They created space and community for the family and friends to grieve without embarrassment and to never be alone. So they could, you know, feel safe in their grieving and put on whatever uh, effects that they needed to. Got it. To display their their mourning right. of the person who had passed. They were skilled and trained in the art of grieving, which, I mean, they considered this a skill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for the community in a way that helped the community face its death, name its tragedy, and express its grief. Hmm. Which I just find that so interesting. Yeah. When wailing women were tasked with finding the words to explain things when there were no words. They were the first to quote unquote vocalize what had happened okay. um during some kind of
0: tragedy, tragedy or, death or, whatever. or yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: And So their job was to try and make sense of communal tragedy. Okay. Okay.
0: right.
1: The Wailing women and Jeremiah played a great role that we should not overlook. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because they were among the few who actually listened to Jeremiah and took the dire situation of their nation seriously by beginning to wail and lament for the tragedy that was about to befall Israel. Ah. So... I kind of overlooked that when we were reading about the wailing women like it didn't occur to me that as, you know, he was saying gather them and and get them going. Yeah. That they actually listened to Jeremiah and and started up.
0: Now, I do have a question. They were they were a guild, they were for hire. Mm-hmm. So were they listening or was it their job to listen? You know, like that's that's the question I guess I would have.
1: Um well, they had to be hired, so it was their job to listen. but, um they didn't necessarily how do I want to say this yeah, they okay, so they weren't always for hire like sometimes they they just
0: they did were it. emergency response crews kind
1: of kind of I mean, like they could be available. At anybody's funeral that they cared about or that made sense for them to be there. Sure. But also, um, I'm going to get into this a little bit. They were also hired to perform at funerals. So it was kind of a both and, not an either or. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So these women walked with the body. They wept and wailed with the family. They sang and chanted hymns and psalms and laments that were composed specifically for each occasion. Hmm. The whaling carried a call and response.
0: Okay. All which right.
1: that's cool, right? Yeah. Like they tried to get everybody involved Group in it. Group involvement, yeah. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, like I said, it was a community event.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: The lead whaler, like they had, you know, <laughs> position, there, there was a hierarchy. Sure. It wasn't just like a bunch of girls got together and cried a lot. They right. trained and practiced, and there was a, you know, who was in Instruction charge. To it. Yeah. Yeah. The lead whaler would begin the wail and the rest would respond. So, okay. you know, kind of like the Greek tragedy plays, you right, know, where right. where somebody would call and then the rest of the cast would respond. Sure. Okay. They used instruments, songs, and dances along with their voices. The length of time the professional whalers were used depended on the wealth and status of the family. Okay. So... That's when they're hired, you know, like if somebody was really rich or had great status, they would hire a ton of these people to come out and, right, right. and wail. And that showed how, you know, loved the person was because they had money
0: so, or status. So even back then, yeah. money was important. Always. It, yeah. Always. That, I Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's a little dismaying. Right. But that doesn't take away from the fact that, but these <clears throat> These women also, it's kind of like if you know somebody who cuts hair, right? She might work in a... I say she, and that was very sexist. I apologize. Um, The person who is a hairstylist might work in a salon, but might also um, be available to cut family members and friends' hair for free. Right. So that's what I mean by it was both and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. It was definitely... Um, a job it was definitely their their main occupation but they also were available in their free time to, to come and go as they pleased you know to measure the wealth and fame someone had achieved during his lifetime one would only have to glance at the size of the funeral procession carrying the dead body to its final resting place mm. so yeah. yeah yeah that kind of summarizes what you just said right Um, Up to dozens of wailing women followed the coffin, and they did so faking grief in a theatrical manner. Some would pull their hair out. Others would scratch their distress-stricken faces. Wow. Yeah, I mean, they got into it. Yeah. And um, this went on into the Roman Empire, and so when the Romans started doing it, the procession sometimes got so violently realistic that rules had to be implemented to bring solemnity and simplicity back to the funerals. Wow. Yeah. I was like, damn, Romans, y'all take everything <laughs> too far. I mean, right? Like, they do everything over the fucking top. Right. Some guilds included musicians, both male and female, but the professional mourners were almost always women. Got it. Like, with without fail. Sure, sure. Um, If there was a male involved, it was usually a eunuch or somebody who probably today we would identify as trans or intersex. Sure. I'm not sure how they identified back then. Right. But that would have been why they were allowed to be included. Yeah. Wailing women were employed to shed tears, grasp the dead body with a horrified glance or kneel beside him. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Among the tearful women following the entourage, some were responsible for raising their arms into the air with an imploring look. Like, you know, beseeching God almost. Right, right. While others buried their faces into their hands. Got it. So they all had a different role to play. Like some were like the grieving and, and crying and mourning. And others were like begging God, you know, how could you let this happen? And, right. you know. Others were just like so stricken that they were dancing around wildly. Yeah, so it was quite the display. Sounds like it, right? Kind of interesting, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was almost like a party, but a sad one.
0: Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Um. So speaking
0: of which, I've always wanted to like one of my favorite. You've
1: always wanted to sit Shiva. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Go no. on.
0: One of my favorite funeral um, rituals is like the the. New Orleans, uh, like jazz procession, uh,
1: you know, yeah, like yeah, party,
0: yeah. you know, like that, that, yeah, that to me is like the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like I, I love that, that idea of that type of a ceremony. Yeah.
1: Like so. a, like a real party, only instead right. of the wailing women, it would be the dancing, and singing, music,
0: and yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So basically the wailing women without the crying and wailing. Right. Or wailing in, Joy, sure, and ecstasy, not like sadness and mourning and grief, right? Right. Yeah. So, a similar ritual to what I just described has been traced back to the Tang Dynasty of China huh. in seventh through tenth century AD. Okay. So this side of sure uh, zero. Yeah. 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 Like, in the positive, not in the B.C.'s. Right. Okay? With actors being hired to attend funerals and entertain the grieving family with historical reconstructions, staged combats, loud music, and gargantuan feasts. And
0: is this uh, supposedly imported to that dynasty from, uh, you know, this?
1: Um, Was this
0: the roots of it? Or, like, you know...
1: I I, honestly something that
0: came about separately.
1: I would imagine separately because they were even way back then still very closed off from the rest of the world. Right. I would just imagine that humanity over time always develops a way to deal Deal with with grief and
0: deal with all that. Yeah.
1: I mean, cavemen everywhere like were putting rocks on bodies all at the same time because it kept wild animals from chewing up the bones. Sure. You know. And so you're going to see that even without different tribes of people having come to each other.
0: Right. You know, Um,
1: we all develop along the same lines, if not identically, similarly, at least.
0: Right. Right.
1: So um, the tradition still exists in modern day China, where professional mourners continue to move the funeral's attendees to pity performing heartbreaking lamentations about the loss in order to leave the relatives on the verge of tears. Hmm. So it's still, they put on a, a show, a performance. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Wailing women died out in Europe, like the whole tradition of it died sure. out in Europe, not in China, obviously. Right, right, After the fall of the Roman Empire. Okay. But an oddly similar tradition followed in their footsteps across 18th century Europe. Funeral mutes, where people paid to display sad, grave faces at funerals. Typical characters of Victorian-era England. Hmm. Wearing black clothes and gloves, these professional mourners said nothing. Be, you know, mute. Right, right. But added by their presence to the sinister tone of the funeral procession. Ah. And um, I read that um, Dickens... Included a lot of these mute people, um, mute mourners in some of his books like Oliver Twist, and I forget what the other one was. But anyway, he he included them quite frequently in his works. Sure. So, because
0: it was something that was in society and something that you would see.
1: Yeah. And he was writing about the times as he saw them. Right. So, um, that's pretty much it for Wailing Women and the Wailing Woman. (laughs) don't get them confused guys i I won't
0: get them confused one's
1: one's a ghost story and the other is an actual practice
0: got it got it all right well that was our q a for today Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um which means that uh we're we're doing our what are we doing next
1: our book club
0: our book club yeah, the sacrilegious Book Club.
1: Sacrilegious Book Club, that one. Sorry. And then
0: I think we're also going to try to do it might be later in the day when this releases. Like so like this will be coming out this this episode will be coming out Saturday night late mm-hmm. into Sunday. Yeah. Um the the book club will be coming out Sunday morning and then um Patreon. probably later we're going to try to do a Patreon episode. Yeah. Um and then I'll get the weekly uh wrap up out and then on Monday we'll be back with
1: um, Jeremiah chapter 11, question mark? That, that is sound correct, right? yes.
0: Okay. All right, well, we'll see you guys then. Bye! Hey, wife, I guess that's the end?
1: But husband, that's just sad.
0: It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D.
1: For D's nuts.
0: Oh my god.
1: Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using.
0: And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously.
1: Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye.